when you break up with somebody that you didn't actually like, and then you see them later, it's like, you don't really feel anything because you didn't like them anyway. So he's going to come back and it's going to be like, all right, you're with your new girlfriend now, Dave. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, the first ever Checking Out the Competition for the Seattle Kraken. And we are joined by Emily Rupp of the newly created Davy Jones's Locker Room, which Emily, first of all, hi, how are you? Good. Do you know the Davy Jones's Locker reference, like what that's referencing? Oh, um, because like, I feel like, like part of it as well is like, it, it's brought up in like Pirates of the Caribbean, which of course, like, let's think about who made the films, who's invested in the Seattle Kraken team. Hmm, mm. There's a connection there. But yeah, like, I know, like a lot of it is just kind of like, you know, with like the lore of the deep and sea creatures and things like that. Yeah, I've heard the phrase Davy Jones's locker before. Yeah, it's supposed to kind of, if I'm thinking about it correctly. Something to do with treasure, I think. Let me, let me even look it up. Because like, it's been forever since I've like seen all the movies and stuff. And I believe it's something like. Full disclosure, I actually thought to myself, hey, Kelly, you should look up what Davy what Jones' means? locker is before you do yeah. this Okay, podcast. okay, yeah. it, it is what I was thinking. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a metaphor for the bottom of the sea. Like Davy Jones' locker is like basically like, oh, this is where all the dead shipwrecked sailors have gone. Uh-huh. So like basically the Kraken comes, attacks, and now you're in the bottom of the sea. Davy Love Jones' that. locker, goodbye. <laughs> I mean, that's actually, you know, pretty cool, actually. Everything so far surrounding the branding for this team has been really cool, which is so oh, abnormal for the NHL. I know, like, it's amazing. Like, I, like, show people who aren't into hockey whatsoever, like, yeah, this is the new team in the NHL. This is what their logo, their colors, all of this stuff is. And everyone's just like, wow. Like, even now, like, my brother keeps commenting, like, I just love this color scheme. And it's just like, buy merch, become a fan, get into the sport. <laughs> so how did you end up writing for the Kraken site? What made you want to do that? For me, like, really interested in, like, writing for them is just the fact that, like, it's this brand new team, this brand new market, and this kind of ability to be like, okay, what I'm putting out there is part of this whole new journey that has never been embarked on before and just kind of being able to like trace this team through its first season and hopefully beyond this seemed really exciting to do and just yeah because like I said like we've never done this before yeah it's pretty cool we don't don't know what's gonna happen we don't know where it's going so we just kind of get to explore a team that's you know figuring things out yeah, so as we are recording this, the Kraken are in the middle of their third ever game with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Right now it is tied 0-0, so not a lot to talk about with regard to that game. And other than that, they are 1-1 one one so far. They lost to the Golden Knights in their first game, beat the Predators in their second game. Having seen one win and one loss. Um, what would you say was the main difference between those two games for the Kraken? I mean, first of all, the refs weren't calling things biasly. Like that, that was a kick. That that was a kick. Please, it was a kick. I saw it. I saw the uh, the 
pre- the replay that Allison Lucan yes. put on her Twitter feed. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I, I think he might have kicked that. <laughs> yeah that that looked like a kick yeah I had like friends of mine like who had seen like other replay angles and they were like "Mm, I don't know but when they saw that one they're like oh yeah kicked kicked." yeah yeah so so that didn't help things much in terms of how things got started but I think like another one of the big differences as well as like just between the first and the second game is just the fact that like the Kraken actually did I think you know start to put things together a little bit more quickly in the second game Mm-hmm. It's like it, it took a while for like the Kraken to actually get on the board in the first one and it's just like okay they're, they're still figuring things out but yeah you know, like they were able to just kind of get going of course and the caveat to that was the fact that when in the second game I'm kind of surprised we kept our lead because we spent like 95% of it in our own zone mm. it was it was not a very fun period to watch it's just like when are we leaving when are we, when are we going to record a shot on goal oh apparently we're not going to record a shot on goal until we have uc sorrows pulled out of the net mm. like that's just how bad the third period was but like I, I think part of it going forward is just like okay how does the team figure out you know like how to you know get a jump in games but not burn themselves out yeah, because both of these games were kind of come bum, come from behind efforts for the Kraken, right? Yeah. So the Which, difference being it's like in the first one, they were down three before it finally got on the board. But then like the second one, it's like, oh, we were just down by one. So like the momentum picked up quicker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about kind of how this team is put together because a lot was made um, of what seemed like kind of a super weird expansion draft by Ron Francis. I think that there were very few picks that he made that people were expecting. Um, he took Carson Twornski from the Flyers. Literally none of us saw that coming. No, um, no. So like, but- like, like, if you were to tell me like, yes, they were going to pick a Flyers prospect, he would not have been the prospect I would have picked. No, there were better ones that he could have chosen yeah, there, there are definitely others and it's just like uh, that one and it's like what okay but but yeah I feel like part of it as well like why people weren't expecting some of these names it's because like oh yeah everyone is thinking like they're gonna go for all these big contracts they have all this cap space mm-hmm. and the Kraken played it really conservatively in the end yeah, I was kind of expecting that too. I I was thinking that they were going to have like a monster summer and pick up all, like you know at least a few of the big name free agents that were available this summer, and they didn't really do any of that. Um, but it's not like you know it's not totally a team of nobodies. Like they have some good players. Yanni Gord, obviously very good. Um, Morgan Geek, he has been good. He was good with the the Canes, and he seems to be doing well there so far. Um, Vince Dunn was like a defenseman that I know Flyers fans were kind of hoping we might pick up for a little while. Jamie Oleksiak, another one that I think Flyers fans were hoping would end up on our team. Um, So it's not like it's a team. It's not, you know, a total team of nobodies. And another thing that people were thinking might've been happening just because the front office seemed to put such a high priority on the analytics side of building a hockey team 
um, obviously it was kind of a, a pretty big deal what kind of analytics team they put together. We were all kind of thinking, okay, maybe, you know, these are chess moves that we just don't get because we don't have access to the data that these people have. Um, would you say that this team so far, again, it's only been two games, but would you say so far that this team looks kind of like, you know, the sum is greater or the whole is greater than the sum of the parts? I mean, in some respects, possibly. Cause like, I know another thing that like when people were looking at the roster, they're like, where are the goals going to come? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like your, your defense is great. Your goaltending is great, especially once, you know, they signed Grubauer. It's like, yeah. these things are all amazing. But then the forward group, everyone was like, what? What? Who's going to do the goal scoring? But then you look out and it's like, oh, how many goals have they already scored? Like, they've been doing a lot of that. Like, the power mm-hmm. play has been kicking off really well. We scored, you know, two power play goals in the last game. You know, like, like there is something going on there that it's like, okay, if, if this clicks, it can be something where, you know, it really could be greater than some of its parts. And I think a lot of it as well is like, you look at the kinds of players that they picked up and they're ones that I think have the ability to kind of blossom into something like, okay, their potential was starting to kind of be shown. Like you mentioned, like Morgan Geeky, he's a player that, you know, putting in these larger minutes and he got with Carolina, it could be really good for him to like, okay, now that he's in this larger role, he could break out more. Or like a player like Jared McCann from the Pittsburgh Penguins who then got traded to Toronto for like two days and then he was their (laughs) draft pick. It's kind of funny with him, especially because he was one of the Penguins that like got traded the day of the game and like didn't even make it for warm up. So like he's had some funny events in his life. But like with him, like with the Penguins, he ended up leading the team in power play goals, but they also like just didn't really know what to do with him in their lineup. Like, is he a, is he like the top six guy or is he in the bottom six? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're just going to kind of throw him around everywhere. Like they didn't know. So like you're on a team where it's like, okay, you have to, you know, if you want to be in this roster, you have to like carve a specific spot for yourself. Like we're going to make you our first line center while Gord is out. Like you got to like jump into that. Right. So the next thing I want to talk about, um, obviously this game for the Flyers is interesting because it is going to be the return of Dave Haxtell since he was fired from the Flyers and then went to Toronto for a bit. And then shockingly, in my opinion, ended up as the head coach of the Seattle Kraken. What is your impression of Dave Haxtell as a coach so far? I mean, so far, I think he's managed to like get a good job of like getting this team to really gel, to really buy into things. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just going to have to see how it goes just because something else I feel like with coaches, it's so hard to deal with is like, they can be good for like a season and then like once they get comfortable all the weaknesses start falling out everywhere yeah I mean I think that's what we are seeing in Philly with um AV like oh yeah the first season was great and the second season it's like um everything that Rangers fans were warning people about is like (laughs) happening yeah that was that was actually the most annoying part of it it was like we did not want to listen 
to what Rangers fans had to say about their former coach. We were like, yeah, you guys are dumb Rangers fans. We don't want to hear from you. And then, then the stuff started happening and we were like, oh no. Like it's one of those things, like I have to wonder, like if that would possibly end up being a pattern that plays out like at first, like, oh yeah, the Kraken are doing really good. All these things that Flyers fans said about Hackstall, like maybe they're wrong. Maybe he's screwed. Maybe he's changed and it could happen. But then the opposite thing could happen where it's like, oh, now he's comfortable and he's doing all the things that aren't good. I mean, Hackstall's first season with the Flyers was pretty good. There was a, a a brief moment in time when we were thinking that going outside the box and grabbing some guy from college was like a genius move and this was going to be the best thing ever. And then it wasn't, but it's neither here nor there. It's like, you know, when you break up with somebody that you didn't actually like, and then you see them later, it's like, you don't really feel anything because you didn't like them anyway. So he's going to come back and it's going to be like, all right, you're with your new girlfriend now, Dave. We don't I'm, care. I'm, ex- I'm expecting the booze to just rain down. There's probably going to be a little bit of booing, but it's Philly. So that, that's exactly why I'm expecting it. <laughs> right. Like, like, like there are going to be booze even for players that have like never done anything to Philly because that's just what Philly fans do. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be quite honest with you, most of the booze will probably be for Flyers. So it's fine. That, that, that too. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking of games like I've gone to in Philly where it's like here's a starting lineup and it's like we're like this isn't even a rival and you're just going at it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of I hate to say it's one of my favorite things that we do in Philly is when they're announcing the starting lineup of whatever team it is. Every player just gets a hearty sucks from the crowd. So it'll be you know Colin Blackwell sucks. Like why we don't care about Colin Blackwell, but we're gonna let him know. And we don't like him. <laughs> yep. Welcome to Philly Kraken. You're going to be immediately told you suck. (laughs) So you mentioned that when the team was put together, you were kind of looking at it like, okay, who's going to score these goals? So it looked on paper for a little while, like the offense was going to be the weak point for the team. Has that played out over, you said that, I mean, I guess it hasn't since they've been scoring goals. Would you say that the team has an obvious weak point so far or do you think that's yet to be discovered I mean I feel like we still probably need a little bit more time with the team but at the same time I think another part of it is just like I said like in the last game like yeah they pulled off the win but like it took some time like they were shooting a lot from the perimeter they weren't really getting like a net front presence going at first and it's like hey this is something that you probably want to start doing a little bit more and then on top of it like I said like they just kind of fell back and let you know the predators just kind of start steamrolling them out of nowhere and it's like Grubauer basically deserves like a fancy steak dinner after his goaltending <laughs> performance because he bailed them out how many times while the predators were just like in the zone and and so it's something where I feel like part of it might just be like early growing pains like figuring things out but I also think part of it is just like okay like yes you have your offense but you have to figure out like how to keep it consistent and also just kind of figure out you know higher danger scoring chances yeah it's just these pre-games in the beginning of the season 
are difficult under normal circumstances because there's not a lot to go on. But with a team that's played two games, it's just so hard to tease out like any kind of, you know, ongoing problem or strength or weakness because who knows when you have exactly 120 minutes of go- of hockey to go on. Yeah, a, a little bit more because I know like they're back to playing. Has anything even changed on the score yet? I don't know. I don't. Last I ch- checked, it was still tied at zero. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, on my app, so no, no nothing's changed. It's zero zero, which it's like I haven't been able to even catch the first period yet, just because my work gets in the way sometimes mm. of East Coast hockey games. But um, yeah still zero zero so it's like okay we're slow to the offense again in this tiny little sample size of hockey so far is there any player that you would say is exciting to watch or maybe that flyers fans should keep an eye on in this game one player that's just definitely exciting to watch in general brandon tanev mm. He's like, fun. I like him. <laughs> yeah, like, like he is. Like he is so fun out there. He is fast. He is speedy. He's not afraid to throw the body around out there. Like he will just go. And the fact that you know he scored two goals in the last game. What does he do whenever he scored the goal? He blows the kisses to the Predators fans. They're not his fans. They're the other fans. You know, like you just kind of have to like wonder, like, okay, is there going to be any more shenanigans if he happens to score in Philly? Who knows? And then, of course, like, there's probably also that little extra edge, like, okay, he's been a Pittsburgh Penguin. He's going mm. to have a little bit of that, oh, yeah, this is what Philly's about kind of thing going for it. Yeah, he knows. He knows what to expect from a crowd in Philadelphia. So one thing that I do in these little pregames, you're, no, you're new, so you don't know yet, is I force everyone to make a prediction for the final score of the game. Sometimes this is easy. It's like, you know, late January. We've played a whole bunch of hockey games and we can reasonably guess about what may happen. This time we're totally flying blind. So if you had to guess what the final score of this game will be on Monday, what would you say it's going to be? Ooh. First off, I'm, first, I'm trying to think who do I think is going to come out victorious? Mm-hmm. That's going to be something. I don't want to discount the Flyers, but also there are definitely moments in their game last night that it's like, hmm. There were some, there was some rough, rough going. I want to say it'll be close. I'm going to go three, two, Kraken. Okay. A respectable guess, I think. It is because I feel like, you know, the scoring has been there. And then on top of it, just we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the net mining situation goes. Is it going to be Carter Hart? Is it going to be Martin Jones? Either way, there could be some goals against. <laughs> oh, God. I, I can't be Martin Jones yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for a Martin Jones start. Not yet. <laughs> I need some time before I'm subject- subjected to that. Um, yeah, I, I, I really have to wonder what was going through their heads when he was the one. Of all the goaltender shuffling that was happening in this yeah. offseason. Yeah. Like, 
Braden Holtby signed for almost exactly the same contract in Dallas the day that we signed Martin Jones. And that and Dallas, uh, and Dallas has how many goalies? Yeah. Yeah, I uh the Martin Jones thing was a real gamble and it remains to be seen what's going to happen there. I don't know how you fix a goaltender that's been in the league this long and has been bad for this long, but the Flyers seem to think that they can. So I guess we'll see what happens there. But and, and like it wouldn't be so bad to like have like a reclamation project like that if we also weren't out here having to like watch to see if Carter Hart is going to bounce back. Right. Like right. It, that feels like a project that the Flyers could take on, like when they're actually confident in Hart. But yeah. are we? It, we're telling ourselves that we are. <laughs> we're really, really, really talking ourselves into it. And to be honest, so last night, there were some goals against that were troublesome. Let's say troublesome. Um, but he he didn't completely lose it like he did last season last season there would be one weak goal against and his like entire psyche would crumble and then it would just be a disaster for the rest yeah, of the like game if, if this was a last season's flyers game the comeback doesn't happen exactly the comeback doesn't happen because they don't it seemed, it seemed like Carter got like a little bit more steady as it went on. And he like- did. Yeah. The third period, he, he got it together again and made it through a three on three overtime. I don't think that would have happened last season at all, especially on a team with, you know, Vancouver's a little bit of a mess, but they've got some guys that can score goals. So there were some positives to be found last night in Carter Hart's game that make me think, that we're not going to see what we saw last year. Seeing what we saw, I think if I'm remembering the stat correctly, it was like the worst season statistically that a goalie's had in like 20 years. It was it was something really awful. Like it that. simply like can't just, be that bad again. Yeah, like <laughs> just it, like law of av- like math, like law of averages, like yeah, just equations. Yeah, exactly. Like you always see like people who are more you know in the know with analytics say things like yeah like this is going to regress back to the mean eventually like there's no way that this can be that bad forever or this could be this good forever like it it all ends up kind of coming back to you know some sort of medium yeah and to be honest with you if we could just get a median performance out of Carter Hart I think it'll be enough I think that if the Flyers, I think I remember reading somewhere that the Flyers had had league average goaltending um, and, you know, using math to change the goal differential using those kinds of things. Like they would have made the playoffs. Like it, it really was the, the goaltending being as bad as it was that sunk the Flyers more than anything and then everything else as well. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think we'll see Carter Hart starting and I do think that he's he'll deliver a solid performance. So I think there's that. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely a higher chance of it being Carter Hart start just because you've only played one game so far. Yeah. 
But the yeah. Kraken, I mean, it could be possible that we see um, Dreger in it for the first time. Oh, okay. Just because, like, it's been Brubauer these past three games. Who knows? Maybe mm. they're like, hey, we need to try the next goaltender out. Yeah, maybe they're going to do a little, like, load management early in the season. Keep everybody fresh. I don't know. I picked the Flyers to win last night. I thought for sure that they would. And they got, after, you know, getting real close to losing, they got real close to winning. And, and shootouts, I mean. Uh, the worst. But, like, I get, like, why they do it. Just that way the game doesn't go on forever and ever and ever, like, can in the playoffs. But, like, it can be such a fluky way to win a game. It, it really in is. In a sport that is already fluky enough. Yeah. I don't know how long you've been a hockey fan, but I've been a hockey fan for a long time and ties were fine. Like uh, ties were fine. <laughs> I don't know what was so bad about a tie that they just simply had to do away with them. Give us like 10 minutes of three on three overtime. And then if it's still a tie, it's a tie. And yeah. I'm move not, on I'm with not our sure lives. why that would have changed, but I mean, it's the NHL. It yeah. loves to ruin its own sport all the time. Yeah, something to do with like, I think they really wanted to get that loser point in there for parody's sake, which was stupid, but whatever. So given that I am 0 for 1 on the season, I'm going to go again with the Flyers winning. I'm going to say that they uh, figure it out a little bit after that loss on opening night and also take it to Dave Haxtell. I'm, I don't know if they liked him, his final season with the flyers, the team like looked physically miserable. Like they did not look like they were having a good time at all. And I don't know if that was just because they were not winning a lot of hockey games or if it was because they didn't like playing for Dave Haxtell. But if they hated Dave Haxtell, you know, there's going to be fight. Yeah, beating his new team is a, a good thing to get up for. So maybe they'll have that going for them. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 4 2 Flyers. That's what I'm going to go with. I mean, I, I do feel like it's just so early in the season. Like, there's a reason why I was like, which one do I think is going to win? Because, like, it's just it's just so hard to figure out. Like, these games are definitely a lot more of a coin toss still. Oh, yeah. Point. So it's just, like, it really could go either way, I think. And on top of it, you, you also have the factor that, like, the Kraken have been on the road this entire time. Mm. They, they also could possibly be showing up in the Philly tired and may- maybe my goal prediction of three to two is wrong because they're just ready to have a nap. Listen, th- at this stage of the season, no matter what team it is, we're all just guessing. <laughs> There's just not enough to go on. No exactly. one knows what's going to happen. Like, you know, things that we saw in the first two games could literally never happen again for the next 80 and it would make perfect sense. So who the heck knows? I mean, let's, let's look at the Sabres right now. Yeah. That's not sustainable. I'm sorry. Sabres fans. If there (laughs) are any Sabres fans listening to this, I I would be shocked, but can't imagine that's going to keep up. No, Mm -mm. unless they like, uh, 
really hate Jack Eichel. And also Rasmus Ristolainen was really, really holding them back. And now that he's gone and here, they can win hockey games. But that's that's just me making a joke because I'm terrified of Rasmus Ristolainen. But yeah, we don't we don't want to find out that he was the problem because we were mm. talking about, I'm going to turn out too up really. Nope, no, it won't. But he's hurt, so we don't even know yet. But I guess we'll find out eventually. Emily, thank you so much for doing this. Um, if you want to, you can tell the people where to find you on the line. Oh yeah, you can um, follow my Twitter, um, NB Kraken. And then of course, finding my pieces, they're under my um, handle there, M Rook. Um, yeah, you can just kind of find me there for more updates on the Seattle Kraken if you wish. I said your name wrong at the beginning of this. Happens all the time. What? All, all the time. A dick. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm generally terrible with names. So I repeat, apologies. No, no one gets it right. Everyone, <laughs> everyone thinks it's how you say it. And part of it is, well, I think about it. A former hockey player, he does it rough. Mm. So of course, of course, no, no one's going to think, oh yeah, this person says it rude. Yeah, I'm going to blame, I'm going to blame the NHL again for this. It wasn't my fault. The hockey did it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it's hockey's fault. It, it's more, it's people who are more famous than me. It's all their fault. Exactly. Soon you will be the most famous group and then people will know what's up. That would be wonderful. So thanks again, Emily. Everyone go check out Davy Jones's Locker Room, which is a very fun name for a hockey blog. As far as hockey blog name goes. Yeah, it's a good time. I am very excited to see the Seattle Kraken play the Flyers. I think that they're going to be a fun franchise generally. I think Seattle is going to be a really good hockey town. So I'm excited for them to get going. Everyone enjoy the game. Emily, enjoy the game. Kraken fans, enjoy the game. Flyers fans, enjoy it a little bit more because we're going to (laughs) win. Go Flyers. Maybe. 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 (laughs) 